Welcome to Banega Swast India podcast. Our focus this season is one health, one planet, one future. Our aim is health for all and leaving no one behind because Swast Bharat is Sampan Bharat. I'm Ambika Singh Kama and today we will be talking to Zarina Skruwala, co-founder of the Swadesh Foundation, about how access to water, sanitation and hygiene facilities can empower women. to break the gender bias and by extension benefit their families. Zarina, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you Ambika, it's my pleasure really on behalf of all of us as as for this. Uh, Zarina, you all have been working uh, you know on ground when I talk about Maharashtra, Raigarh. Simple question, Swades Foundation, how has it really impacted the life of women? Because this whole conversation is about breaking the gender bias. We are going to be talking about how water accessibility affects women, how wash affects them. But tell us about your work and how has it impacted the life of women uh, across? So I think, Ambika, what I can touch on here, because we're going to be talking a lot about water and toilets, which really do definitively impact. impact women in fact a little bit more than men mm-hmm. would impact everyone but one of the things i'm very proud of is our overall at swades you know we believe in swase bane des and over there what we've done is our village development committees is a creation that i'm very proud of mm-hmm. because the village themselves takes charge and within this ambika we've ensured women leadership 50% of all the village development committees are run by women. 50% women run the the village development committee let me say this accurately and there are some places where they're almost 80% run by women so 80% of the committee is women yeah so honestly the vibrancy of those villages and the mm. work that they do is outstanding and this is not in any way to compromise the men yeah but cause i think the learning has been that the women really carry the burden of poverty hmm. you know they are the ones that go to fetch water they are the ones who go to fetch uh, who who suffer when there's no toilet yeah. they are the ones who cannot earn a livelihood because they're spending 4 hours a day fetching water water they are not going to the toilet because hmm. wait till dark ambika they wait yeah. till dark to go so in, the poverty is suffered immeasurably more hmm. by women Right. and the elder daughters so they are your best agents of change because their need is so powerful and since you all have involved them in the community they are there whether it's decision making whether it's understanding the problem so the solution lies within they understand the problem and they are impacted by the problem yeah. and therefore they come up with wonderful solutions themselves mm-hmm. and their their joy the joy that they experience with their new found leadership because they are now running their village they are take their mm. decision makers perhaps perhaps for the very first time you know and also we are kind of you're empowering them you know and yes, uh, if i if i can ask you when we talking about of course you've told us that how women are impacted more by, than men why does gender inequality exist whether when it comes to access to water sanitation and hygiene and how can we really change this i i think it's a really good question there is something we don't often think about ambika <laughs> so there are two aspects to this problem of gender inequality it's it's gender bias mm-hmm. it's an ongoing gender bias which yeah. we know about yes. but it's coupled with a very interesting factor ambika which is a woman's mm-hmm. natural and very beautiful need to nurture their families mm-hmm. you know so there's this bit of the gender bias coupled with this which is definitely negative yeah 
and then there's this positive force of a woman's nurturing abilities okay yeah. so this keep this in mind when i go mm-hmm. to the next point yeah in water there are two aspects one is getting the water mm-hmm. and the other is the use of water yeah the two factors are against the women making it a double whammy for them yes they are the ones who walk miles to fetch water mm-hmm. in the hot summer months sometimes 4 hours a day multiple times a day sometimes to fetch mm-hmm. water this impacts their energy level yeah their ability to earn because they have no energy left yeah it impacts their back and many other things sometimes physically uh, you know, yeah physically the drainage draining, of the yeah and impacts their physical health okay mm-hmm. and their ability to earn look how it's all linked connected yeah the girls the eldest daughter also walks with them mm-hmm. okay because one pot of water on the head is simply not enough not or enough for the family they often do Yeah. so the young girl comes if she doesn't go to school see sometimes mm-hmm. this is school this is not something that they choose to do it's forced on them this is really poverty amrika when you are not allowing and, and you know we, we we should not think that they don't want their daughters to go to school mm-hmm. they really want their daughters to go to school but they can't help it they don't have a choice because they don't have and a water is a basic necessity to survive i think it's for life you can't manage right so this yeah. one aspect the fetching of water yeah second is the usage of water mm-hmm. a man has the natural first right to water in the villages yeah. we have noticed this time and again mm-hmm. so it's again a double whammy now you come to toilets okay another very important factor the decision mm-hmm. to build a toilet in the village is made by the men because they hold the purse strings yeah but the need is felt by the women so <laughs> when women in the village are empowered this factor sort of evens out okay yeah. Yeah. it evens out and really uh, ambika what we have learned when it comes to the need for an individual household toilet mm-hmm. when so this foundation first started everyone was building community toilets in rural india mm-hmm. and we uh, you know and in my mind it is if my mother or my grandmother was living in the village mm-hmm. what would i want for her yeah i would want an individual household toilet i would want to tap in her home bringing clean drinking water to Access, home like yeah. all of us do yes and really this toilet story you know I, you know it really really used to make me cry because mm. the women get up at 4 in the morning they go in small groups to defecate yes. outside the village it's 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 undignified it is an onslaught on their health and also they get harassed they get harassed they get snake bites and other other kind of harassment as well but it's a massive massive positive impact mm-hmm. i remember that when we first did water and sanitation and the next time i went to the village the women came they came out to me you know sort of very purposeful yeah. house like oh oh what have we done wrong you must be so happy i mean that's you know that first i was a little nervous because they're just coming very forcefully walking up to me very determined mm-hmm. i was wondering and they said you know now we want to ask you something we have so much time on our hands so much energy what can we do and we started forming the sags the self help groups that's amazing yeah yeah that's so, why I, before we actually talk about the problem i wanted to see you know because the kind of work you all have done of course you know we've been working with you all for so long but i mean and also the whole thing that what you're realizing that more than education i think the basics is what is important Yes. I mean, whether it's toilets, whether it's water. You know, it, if you if you look at it as a pyramid, at mm. the base comes water. First yeah. is water. Then yeah. I would say toilets. 
yeah. then health health and education and livelihood is the is the crowning glory if you like but and like you said you can only earn if you have the basics right i mean you only have time to earn yeah. you can't have a livelihood without water you can't farm without water you yeah. have kind of dairy or poultry these are the traditional methods of livelihood awesome. in a village without like you put it so well i think it's easy to it's also easy to understand we really can't have a healthy india if you don't have a clean india and that was the link when we were talking about and women of course uh, zarina on our campaign the banega swasth india we we are talking about breaking the gender bias i mean why again women bear the brunt and even talking about uh, you know this whole climate uh, change uh, the crisis what impact do we see or do you think we are seeing on women on ground since you're working there and is there also a gender divide when it comes to the impact of environmental crisis on women yes unfortunately yes yes mm-hmm. and the simple answer is women are responsible for gathering the food cooking yeah. the food therefore firewood mm-hmm. gathering firewood and for the water right mm-hmm. so when climate change happens all these factors become more difficult to access for the woman so the everyday life is heavily impacted by climate change mm. and you know you won't believe it you go to a remote farm and the, the farmer will tell you madam climate change yeah. people use those words they're aware of it you know yeah. and i think as i said before because mm. women bear the brunt they also come up with really innovative solutions for example when we did the tap in the home the women decided to use in this village called angrewad angrewad mm. angrekond angrekond they uh, they decided to use their waste water and they grew kitchen gardens and wow. the kitchen gardens were so successful not only did they feed their children mm. but they also sold the vegetables so it's a double win it, i mean they come up with these things i actually we hadn't even thought of using the waste hmm. you know it's just that they once they're empowered once they you build that can do attitude they come up with beautiful ways of solving their own problems i remember you know ambika when i had uh, when we first started swades yeah and uh, there was rani and me two media people what did we know about poverty right so we went on a one year journey across wow. india all right we met communities and we met uh, government people and we met donors and we met multiple people and we ended our journey in um, in dhaka uh, in bangladesh and i met sir faisal of brack wow and he said something to me and you know i tell you ambika he's a karo i mean he recently passed away yeah he i have i mean i was starstruck i was starstruck by the work he did yeah the work he told me he told me if women can manage poverty they can manage wealth mm. you know because and you know it really it stuck with me so everything we do you empower the community equally with men and women yeah. not to leave the men out not at all not under yeah. any i mean it's about bridging the gap it's the about day. bridging the gap yeah. it's about bringing them together it's about making them see each other's perspectives mm-hmm. and i have to say that in maharashtra this gender bias is much less than in other parts of the country no women, i think yes we, i think you're right on that because again you also need to educate the men the men need to come forward and realize not just whether it's wash or water but for everything i think that the equal partners right yeah. and we have different roles i mean women perhaps have a more nurturing role yeah. temperaments are different fine but yeah. they have an equal role yeah. i mean we see that change happening we've seen women even today as in a male dominated professions doing really really well but a lot more needs to happen if i can you know a simple thing what do you think about women when it comes to access to wash facilities and do you think that can really empower 
you know, women and also help break the gender bias? And how can it also benefit the families? Because it's not just washes, not only for women, but it's also helping the families. We believe in a holistic model of development. Yeah. We say there's no silver bullet to poverty alleviation. Mm-hmm. But Ambika, if I had to pick one or two things, I would pick water and toilets. You know, I would certainly pick water. I would certainly pick water. Without water, there's nothing. There's mass migration, okay, mm-hmm. without water. Once you put water in, and yeah. because we do it in a particular manner where the community is empowered along the way mm-hmm. and the women are empowered along the way, Yes. The whole the the uh, community is able to come together and start solving their own problems. Yeah. Mindsets start changing. So it's not just the infrastructure, Ambika. Yeah, it's about it's very important holistic. how you do it, how yeah. you you teach them to work with problems, mm-hmm. how you teach them a community just to understand mm-hmm. water, this wash, which mm-hmm. I really ardently believe is mm-hmm. so critical because it has impact on dignity of women, mm-hmm. yeah. of girls. It has health issues, huge health issues. Yes. What is the point of doing nutrition without clean drinking water? In fact, I was coming to that. Like, what? Because when you're talking about water, what are your thoughts? How can access to water actually improve the health and nutrition parameters for women and help in achieving when we're really talking about a healthy India? Absolutely. There's no question. I mean, look yeah. at your own home. Imagine if you opened your tap and dirty water came oh, yeah. up and you had to drink it because you had no choice. What is the point of nutrition? Because your children would have... Diarrhea, yeah, diarrhea. Or stomach worms. And we, oh, di- diarrhea kills children every day. No? Yeah, yeah. So without, see, it's all linked. That's why, so these believe in a holistic model. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's all linked. You cannot have. And one more thing, the best way to ensure clean drinking water, we use chlorination in certain cases when it's needed. Course, yeah. It's a community run chlorination mechanism. Mm-hmm. And as I said, 50% of those community leaders are are, have to be women. And in many cases, it's much, much more than 50%. Yeah. So, so I think it's a model fact, which... Yeah. It yeah, impacts I mean, everything. It, it's got a 360 degree impact. Yeah. yeah, And that's how it'll impact, mm. right? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's good if they make their decisions. Uh, Zarina, you all have been working this for this foundation. Of course, you've shared so many instances and it's so good to hear that, you know, what is really happening on ground. I mean, of course, we know it, it's credible and the kind of work you're doing, your passion for the course. Uh, what are your experience and observations of the status of women's access to WASH? And uh, tell us in brief, how has the Swadesh Foundation impacted the lives of mm. girls and women? Well, we've really impacted the whole household. But as I said before, the impact is felt more. It's the mm-hmm. felt need amongst women and especially elder girls and the elderly also okay. is much, much more. Uh, But in terms of just scale, we work in a one million geography where we have managed so far to uh, give uh, about 26,000 toilets, a lot with the help of Rekit Minkaiser, actually. And that impacts about one lakh plus people and 40,000 households with clean drinking water, which is about Mm -hmm. two lakhs of people. And also 200 plus schools have got uh, that. But that's the infrastructure part. But for me, it it is important. I I will not say it's not important. But the first thing that should come is the mindset change, the can-do attitude, the water committees, the village committees, the women coming together, the, the, the making sure that everything is in order, making sure the maintenance is in order. You know, not only that, we've trained, we have um, thousand plus what we call Swadesh Mitras who are mainly women who are primary health care giver they are volunteers in the village 
and we have trained them on wash and we have trained 1000 plus schools on wash with recipient guys actually and i think it's made a huge difference and just telling them that if, especially during covid ambika you know we did massive groundwork changing the mindsets educating them mm-hmm. and really and truly they absorb they absorb so beautifully and they use that learning yeah you know because unlike urban the mm-hmm. amount of training or activation that happens in rural communities is much less it's so there but they're imbibing it so happy they absorb yeah. it and yeah. they use it you know so i think the whole power is about actually i think they're also appreciating it a lot more you know they're imbibing it putting it in their daily lives Uh, Zarina, if I can also ask you, uh, what are what is the government really doing to address uh, the water crisis, and how again are women being targeted under those schemes and programs? Because you're again working so closely. Yes, we we I really we really I think all of us at Swadesh really believe in two programs. Many programs of the government are very good, mm-hmm. very important, but two are outstanding. Okay, mm-hmm. one is the Swachh Bharat. Yes. yes and uh, you, we were really happy when that comes because it was sort of like a, a validation of our efforts because yes. as i said a lot of people were telling us to not waste money and do community toilets mm-hmm. and really i refused i refused and everybody kept feeling that maybe we're wasting money you know yeah. then the swachh bharat abhiyan came which is an individual, individual house yes. home and uh, you know so that is one which we are very very fond of because it, it's mm-hmm. a validation of the work we've been doing since many yeah. years i think 2000 2005 we started our individual household toilet work and uh, swachh bharat came in 2009 and the other one is the jal jeevan mission again tap in home so we were like again we had this huge debate with yeah. swadesh and also you won't believe uh, even the community resisted a tap in home initially oh. and uh, yes and we actually didn't increase we have a, a method where the community also pays a small amount yeah. to ensure their ownership and upkeep you know and their their ownership of the project and we told them you don't have to pay any more but we must put a tap in the home mm-hmm. these are our two really high impact uh-huh. programs but you know uh, amika once it's over mm-hmm. once hypothetically this wonderful dream is mm-hmm. achieved it doesn't the work doesn't end yes of course you know, the main the main thing as i said what we love about their programs is the bottom up approach that they have the community empowerment approaches and the women led committees that they have also in their idea i in the idea that they've created so i think yeah i think these are the two really powerful and excellent programs and at the core is community ownership so and these two programs affect women in every way in yeah. every way in every including way. in in being empowered yeah Yes. You know, and Zarina, like you did tell us, you know how you all have impacted so many people in these years, which all have been doing some wonderful work. If I can ask you, because you're working on ground again, you know the problems. You're talking to women. How do you think uh, when we talk about availability or even access to water, how can that be improved further across India? In fact, yeah, it's a it's a really good point. Hmm. So you've got few aspects here. Okay. Yeah. One is you need quality of water. you really need to check your water source quality and maintain it mm-hmm. and sustainability of the water see once you have access you can you can you have access see there is enough water mm-hmm. just not nurtured properly we have rivers that are silted and are filthy we don't treasure our water resources the way we should right mm-hmm. but once we have it once we have it we start treasuring it we have it then we need to ensure that the quality is maintained it's not degraded we put we 
we we do you know many there are many many things that we teach our community to do to sustain their water source and to ensure the quality of the water source yeah. uh you know it can be watershed it's small local projects like bands mm. and also cropping patterns so important drip irrigation golden golden child you know that really it's so amazing and it really needs to be done and we do all of this all of this work um rationing in the hot months careful usage never to waste kitchen gardens grown from waste yeah. multiple multiple things that we do okay that's one aspect the quality and sustainability the other one is community ownership which i've spoken about a lot this is critical okay and you know what we've found that the communities once we've educated them they start doing things on their own they build contour trenching they do bands they do they do things on their own you know for it's for them but it's very empowering yeah and the last point is Ambika, it takes a community. It takes the village. It takes the world to change this. Mm-hmm. So we need to all collaborate. Absolutely. You know, communicators like yourself, mm-hmm. NGOs like um, not-for-profits like myself, mm-hmm. people like donors, generous donors, yeah. and the government, and above all, with the community in the center. The community yes. must be in the center, and all of us working together, Ambika, can and will make a difference. definitely as you know actually you know in listening to you speaking with you i think you know the, i mean the really i mean the kind of work which you guys are doing and again like you rightly said it's about bringing everybody together holistic approach we definitely can do this together it's been a pleasure having you with us thank you so much thank you ambika thank you that's it on the banika swasthya podcast this week if you have comments queries or suggestions on the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future to write to us on bsi podcast at the rate ndtv.com remember bsi stands for banega swasth india you can also connect with us on banega swasth india handles on facebook twitter and instagram and continue with the conversations through the week till next week this is ambika singh kama signing off stay healthy and stay safe